ladies, germs, shitheads, we are back with another episode of Shit's Weird Bro. Shit's Weird Bruh. We are brought to you as always by Anchor and another episode with Buffalo Trace because, you know, for whatever reason, we just can't stop drinking this shit. It's delicious. You know why? Buffalo Trace. It's good. Tastes great. (laughs) TM. I think (laughs) this is a new tradition. Every whiskey we have, we're making a slogan for. We're making the tagline. Yeah, we're making a slogan. Off the the dome, too. And you know what, Buffalo Trace? It's free. Go ahead. Use it. Tastes great. (laughs) I give it to you. What if they? Uh, That's that's for free. I'll just give that to you. What? No problem. (laughs) We go to Total Wine. There's a Buffalo Trace section. It says, "Taste dot 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 great." Great. You gotta make sure there's that pause in there. Tastes great. Anyways, anyway, today we're 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 here talking about my Lord and Savior, the Dark Lord Takulu. Cthulhu. 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 It's it's a confusing word. I've had a few, Lou. <laughs> it is a confusing word. I it don't... is. It is. Break it down phonetically for me. It's C T H U L H. You said phonetically. Uh, Charlie Tango Hotel Umbrella Lima Hotel Umbrella. You said phonetically. That's that's the phonetic alphabet. You shove a fucking umbrella you know? up your ass. Just, you know what I meant. <laughs> it's like. Ka? Ka? No, it, there's no uh. It's just k. k- Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Yeah, <laughs> I've had a few Lou. Anyway, as well. yeah, okay. I've had a few Lou. Um, so, a lot, so I was first introduced to Cthulhu from the South Park episode. I was the first. Kunin friends. That's when I first learned Amazing of Cthulhu. Episode. I first learned of Cthulhu. From Metallica, and it was the call of Takulu. Had a few Lou. It's uh, it's spelled differently though. It's gonna it's make like, this episode really difficult. Whatever, it'll be if fun. We can't even fucking. It'll be fun. Um, Cthulhu. Yeah, but it's spelled with like a K. It's more phonetic. It's K T U L U. It's spelled a few different ways, and the yeah. reason why is because it was a, a made-up character. What? <laughs> You're just saying the. The deity I worship is made up. Well, the first mention of Cthulhu no, no, is no. in a fiction short story. Oh, you mean the invention of Cthulhu? The is in the a- first mention of the the demigod, uh, old the great old one Cthulhu is in an H.P. Lovecraft novel. Correct. Or Actually, story. it's a short story. Yeah. Uh, the short story was the Call of. Cthulhu. Oh, like which the Metallica was song. published in gotcha. 1928. Yeah, that's a while ago. Quite a bit ago. All these crazy Almost fucking... 100 years ago. All shit, dude. Almost. It's it's crazy to think that anything in the obviously we're in the 20s, but, but it's 90, 90 in, years ago, I know. 91 years yeah. ago, whatever. But how many crazy stories came out in the early 1900s? Like the War of the Worlds, like fucking, I forgot the guy's name. Fuck, I'm. You go ahead and shoot me. I forgot the fucking guy's name. He's super famous. It wasn't George Orwell, was it? Uh, no, it was something like that. I think it might have been George Orwell, but he literally had people calling in, panicking. It was a radio show. Yeah, because they they 
they tuned in after the warning. It was too realistic. Because after before the show. Sounded like news. Yeah, before the show, they would have a warning saying what we're about to read is fictional. Don't worry. Yada, it's just a program. But if you're just tuning in. They tuned in before, <laughs> uh, after the warning. And they're like, what? And everybody started freaking out. And then kind of the same thing with this. This this uh, short story, Call of Cthulhu, has spawned a whole bunch of things, hasn't it? It really has. And so Lovecraft, H.P. Lovecraft, depicted Cthulhu as a huge entity that's worshipped by cultists. And yeah. his appearance is described as looking uh, like an octopus, a dragon, and, but in like a human form. Yeah. Ampermorphic, whatever the fuck that word is. Amper- yep, that human form. Half octopus, half dragon, half human. He was half bear, half man, half pig. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call back to another South Park episode. <laughs> but so he's been described as resembling an octopus, a dragon, and human, uh, but being hundreds of meters tall. With webbed human-looking arms and legs, webbed like he got a fucking like wings, like he's like like a uh, anthropod, or however you say that word, uh, like the webbed said- uh, kind of like frog legs so, and yeah. feet. Oh, like so, like they're just webbed from like elbow to pit. It was it was like a web, yeah, wing right. type thing, right? But then he was also ha- but then he's he also got, had wings, right? He's, yeah, but they're like fucking like little dinky ass wings. So he can't fly. Like, but he's rudimentary. A, like they're just wings. But also, chilling. he's a giant, correct? He's right. Fucking, he's like hundreds of meters tall. Yeah, giant motherfucker. Just like three hundreds of feet tall. My lord and savior. Oh, the dark lord Cthulhu. The dark lord Cthulhu. Don't take anything we say here seriously, folks. You know, I'm just please. I'm just playing around please. here. You know, what we I mean? are spitballing and not 100 yeah. percent at the top of our game. The minds are not sharp right now. Ah, well, that doesn't matter all that much. I'm just trying to say that when I say my Dark Lord Cthulhu, I don't really care about religion. So I'm just playing around. Whoa, you, know? you don't care about religion? I'm not. You live religious. in the United States. We were formed so that people could have religious freedom. And my religious freedom is not to believe in religion. Enjoy so, your freedom, bro. There you go. Cool. Suck it. <laughs> so the Call of Cthulhu uh, established the character of Cthulhu as a malevolent entity hibernating in an underwater city in the South Pacific. Atlantic. Or specific, if you've South been listening specific. long enough to our podcast. Our spotisodes. What? That's episode. Okay. And shit's weird, bro. If you've been listening to enough of our sepalisodes, sepalisodes, then you'll be fine. That's it. So Cthulhu is imprisoned, uh, and he is apparently the source of constant anxiety for mankind at a subconscious level, and is also the subject of worship by a number of human religions. All praise be he. Located in several places worldwide, including New New Zealand. Greenland, Louisiana, and the Chinese mountains. I could see people in New Zealand getting on fucking board with this shit. Dude. I don't know why, but I can see it. You know? It just seems like it. That warrior culture. And the Call of Cthulhu uh, states that it's... Well, it's based on the premise that while Cthulhu is currently trapped, he will eventually return. So, yeah. Okay. We'll get into this later. Right. Yeah. Much like uh, Jesus... 
Well, he's not really trapped. He's not trapped. I'm he's not just... saying he's trapped. Yeah. I'm just saying you're you're awaiting the return yeah. of an entity, mm-hmm. right? That's yes. a bit. That's what all the uh, the cultists. Uh, Are you saying you Christianity's a cult? I'm not saying Christianity's a cult. I'm saying that's, that's what you're implying, Cthulhu, sir. This Cthulhu shit is a cult. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple of them out there too. Like, actual... would you like to speak on them? Yeah. Well, they. So there's one that this guy goes. I thought there was a couple. There's there's a couple, but one that I specifically did research on. It's mm. called the Cult of Cthulhu. What did you know? Wow. Um, really creative. Yeah. There's this name. There's this guy. What the frick's his name? Uh, Dishaw. I forgot his first name. It starts with a Derek. Derek Dishaw. And he goes by the high priest something or other. Not something or other. It's a different name that I didn't write down into my uh, notes here because I didn't think it was very important. The high priest. He goes by the high priest and then some weird fucking name. And his real name's Derek Dishaw. Um, Hi priest, gurgle, gurgle. Hi priest, kikigu. Um, and he, uh, he, I didn't know it was an Adam Sandler bit, but okay. I was trying to be Cartman there. I'm sorry. Oh, was that a bad like, Cartman? I thought you were doing a fucking. Oh uh, yeah, like a, like a, Louisiana man, Bayou man. Yeah. Um, K. Jong. Uh, so he uh he started the cult of Cthulhu, and he basically mixed it with uh. Satanism, and he's using uh, principles from Satanism, but you using Cthulhu as the head deity in his cult here. So he's saying. So it, what are the principles of Satanism? Like be nice to everybody. Well, do unto others have, as you'd have done to you. Stuff I don't like that. think that's it. I think it's more about indulgence and hedonism. Basically, do you that makes boo-boo? sense? I can, I can wrap my head around it's that. More, yeah, it's more about do you boo boo type of thing. Like, go have fun, go indulge in in your sexual activities, and do the drugs that you want and things like that. It's more of that's what Satanism most like. Enjoy, is. yeah, pretty much. Just do the seven deadly sins. Do all of those type of thing. Greed, gluttony, all that. You're good. Yeah, just do it. Have fun. Um, so that's basically what satanism is so he mixed uh the deity of well I, sin I keep, you mean fun <laughs> i keep saying it's a like deity. a little nikki let the yeah. sin begin <laughs> that was the one old school adam sandler movie that i disliked you disliked that movie i thought that movie i watched it so many times i thought that movie marked the the downslide of Adam Sandler. No, Click did, bro. Click was after Click. Nikki. He tried a dramatic stint with Click, and I didn't mm. like it. And he even involved my dearest friend Christopher Walken in it. Yeah, I was very, I was very sad watching that movie. But Little Nikki taught you that Popeye's chicken is the shit, isn't it? But it is. It taught you that Henry Winkler. I thought you were about to say Henry Weinstein. Is the greatest man on earth. The nicest person ever that there ever was. See, I I felt that was the downturn. It taught you that Hitler is definitely suffering in hell by getting a pineapple shoved up his ass every day. That's a good one. My favorite... It was a good movie, so I'm... I'm, uh, See, that's that's your opinion. I'm sorry you feel that way. That's okay. You know what I mean? That's just how I feel. The My last... The the last Adam Sandler movie that I really liked was uh, Daddy's Home. 
I think it's that's what it's called, right? Daddy's what the home? fuck? That's Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg, bro. No, the one with the little little boy. Oh my god, you can't even. I forgot the guys. The you name seriously of it. don't know? I them? forgot it. Yeah, I'm serious. I know Scuba Steve was in it. That's what I know. You know I'm not going to tell you, right? I don't give a shit. Anyways, we're getting on to Cthulhu. So basically, uh, this Dishaw guy uh, just combined the principles of Satanism and put Cthulhu at the head of it. And it basically is... It states that if you worship uh, Cthulhu as a deity or as the, the... the all not the all seeing the but supreme being basically a supreme being because they believe that once Cthulhu escapes from his prison he's going to either wipe out all of humanity for the good of humanity or wipe out to kill certain or or unleash uh uninhibited violence on like everybody kind of like how Sick. how uh Godzilla no what was that other fucking movie with with Rogan, Seth Rogan, uh, James Franco, Danny McBride. This is the end. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's kind of like how that the apocalypse just happens. So when Cthulhu comes out, uh, it's supposed to just have uninhibited violence and everybody goes crazy. But they worship Cthulhu. So when he does escape, th- he exercises mercy on them and kills them quick and clean where they don't feel it. Okay. Instead of suffering. So that's I- basically their their principles on it that's the nutshell that's the nutshell and this dishaw guy the the high priest he he cites a couple of books saying that there's presidented uh historical facts that say that cthulhu's a real being and he's been around and things like that but one of his major uh major citing what is that called the major uh sources is a book called see i've had a good job a cthulhu yeah i've had a cthulhu um one of his major sources is a book called the necronomicon that sounds like a gross ass book well some of you will know it from the evil dead that was a book where uh well it's got necro in it so i know there's death involved yes so it's basically a book of magic that makes you uh you become a wizard or a witch, but you're also able to divide death and death and things like that. You, you become death pretty much. Um, but this Necronomicon, which Derek Dishaw cites that it's a real book and Cthulhu's a real person because this Necronomicon states that he's a real, uh, not a real person, a real being was actually another fictional thing from HP mm. Lovecraft. So <laughs> this interesting. this cult of Cthulhu is based is on based on fi- fictional books. So well, we okay. don't we don't know if this if this Dishaw guy Dishaw guy is for real or not. Well, he might be like a Charles Manson type, where he's just a charismatic dude that he he sees these people that are vulnerable in this sucks up the lost in, souls in this certain fandom, and he's just a, char- a charismatic dude that just puts this thing together. And it's like, hey, come with me, do this, do that, believe in something, exactly, and just rallies the troops right. type of thing. From what I know, is they're not doing anything bad; they're just kind of weirdos that get together. Right, it's like flat Earth. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're just rounding just like, rounding up all the misfits that feel like they never belong to anything. Just believe mainstream in nothing. never understood them. 
So they're clinging yeah. on to something that's way out there. Yeah. And the the funny thing about uh, the Dishaw guy is he also created a, uh, what is it, a Cult of Cthulhu Bible. So he, he wrote his... Oh, shit. He wrote his own Bible. The way the to dark live, one is working through him to the, write this shit? The way to live if you're a Cthulhu um, uh, follower. But... Critics allege not that, just the Grand Wizard or whatever, High Priest. That's sorry, it, High I'm Priest. so sorry. He's, I he's even like said he's that. the Pope of Cthulhu, pretty much. Yeah, and uh, a lot of people that have read the book that are actually like critics, they've stated that the majority of the book is either plagiarized, uh, and it even says copy in, and paste. It either <laughs> says it even says in parentheses via Wikipedia. Oh no, dude. <laughs> Or it's just technology strikes or there's just crazy uh, contradictions in it. He's saying one thing and then he says a completely opposite thing and says, you Wait. should do this, but then you also need to do this. And they're conflicting. Is this things. guy, is he attractive or I haven't seen? That's a good question. He might be. Have you seen uh, the movie? Uh, I'm assuming if he can get followers to believe that a fictional character from 1928 is real. He's probably pretty attractive. Have you seen the movie uh, Bad Times at the El Royale? Yeah. He's Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. He's Chris Hemsworth. Good luck. That was a great movie. Good I luck really, turning that down. I really liked I, that movie. I really liked it, too. I liked it a lot. Anyways. Was, I mean, it had Jeff Bridges in it, so. Jeff Bridges I played a fantastic part. Fantastic. Yep. Anyways. But what do you know about Point Nemo? Point Nemo. No, this guy's not attractive. No? Whatsoever. Well, he's he's attractive in like a skinhead type of way. Let me pull Dude. up a picture. Like he just might. Let me see. Oh, he. Oh, yeah. He's very skinhead type of way. Yeah. You're right. he, he he's looks, got the goatee and he, the bald head. He and looks the, like. Uh, and the 90s NBA earring thing going on. For sure. He looks like. No, he's got like the disturbed earrings going on. The lead singer from Deserve. Far from me. He looks like uh, Edward Norton in American History X. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly what he looks like. We're in agreement. (laughs) I haven't heard of Point Nemo. I don't know what that is. So, nowhere in the world can you find a place further from dry land than Point Nemo. What? It is the, the is it dry, deepest. Is it dry land or is it just no, like a spot in the middle of the water. ocean? It's it's the oceanic pole of inaccessibility. It's in the middle of the ocean. It's it's in the South Pacific. South Pacific. If you were paying attention, the quote unquote fictional city of that, Atlantis that Cthulhu is stuck in is in the South Pacific. Is in the South Pacific. So. Pinpointing the middle of the ocean sounds like something explorers and cartographers should have worked out a really long time ago. Turns out it couldn't have been done before modern computing and GPS technology. Well, I mean, what do you fucking blame those guys? Cartographers are out there on wooden fucking sail fucking ships. Fucking Magellan and shit. Exactly. Just trying to, just like, just trying to get around town. It, well, it took us about... Five days to get here. Little did they know they just went in circle for three days and then they got there, you know? Shit happens. You know? <laughs> so, in 1992, Croatian-Canadian survey engineer... What? How's, holy how's shit. Thing? I cannot pronounce that. Hervoj Lukatella. I can't pronounce it. 
uh, he wrote a geospatial program called Hipparchus and found <laughs> Hipparchus? Nemo. What's a Hipparchus? It's a it's the it's the software that allows them to ping like the deepest parts and the and the furthest uh, land mass away from certain areas of the ocean. Well, that seems that seems easy getting well it, not easy no i wouldn't know how to do it but it seems like it's super feasible to be able to pinpoint the furthest away from any dry land but pinpointing the deepest seems like that would be a whole different thing it right. seems like you'd have to be under the water to figure that out so point nemo is not named after captain nemo nemo it's named after yes captain nemo from 20,000 leagues under the sea oh you mean the only nemo you know, the, uh, Finding Nemo. Did you not watch that fucking movie, Kyle? You know he was. Named, Are you shitting me you, right now? You know he was named after Shark Bait. Ooh, uh-huh. He he was named after Captain Nemo. You know that, right? Was he really? Yeah. Why? There was no Nemo. They're named after the same guy. There was no Nemo until Captain Nemo from Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, which is well, a fuck great, me. Maybe I'm just an idiot. Which is I don't know. A great novel. Read it if you haven't. All right. Or well, watch. Are we in agreement that Earth is round? I am. I don't know about the rest of these fucks that listen right. to this thing. Well, if you believe the <laughs> Earth is round, the, then you would agree with me that the remotest part of the ocean will be in the middle of a circle. Well, yeah. Defined by at least three points. So That would be a triangle. <laughs> you can draw a circle in the middle of a triangle, can't you, Kyle? I'm joking, dude. I'm trying to fuck with you. <laughs> Uh, uh, following uh, Mr. Lucatella's uh, calculations, <laughs> I can't pronounce that first name at all. That, 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 he said, Mr. <laughs> you guys should have seen the way he looked at me. <laughs> Mr. Lucatella. Uh, Point Nemo is located uh, 1,670 miles or 1,451 nautical miles. From these three land masses. So to the north is Ducey Island, which is a tiny uninhabited uh How's that spelled? Island. Uh D U C I E. Oh, I thought it was like douche or something. No. Yeah. Not douchey. Ducey. Okay. So it it's a little ringy rinky dink island that lacks fresh water. That sucks. It's a See, you, it's that, an uninhabitable island, basically. That's where the pirates dropped off their people that they were abandoned. That's Tortuga. That's it. <laughs> so to, <laughs> to the northeast is uh, Motu Nui. Mata Nui. Nigga, Mata, all y'all chow. Yeah, Mata Nui. That's it. Yeah, you know, Moana. You ever see Moana? You watch that movie, you big dummy? I am Moana Mata Nui. Well, it's the largest of three islets uh just south of easter island uh it's the westernmost extremity of chile so uh, okay so it's like a it's like puerto rico to us yes yeah. Yeah. yes it's like puerto rican chile <laughs> puerto, that sounds fantastic like puerto chile's, rican chile chile's puerto rico yeah like the annexation of, of puerto, puerto rico, rico. So in the south, a lot of is, movie uh, references in this one. Is Maher Island, which is uh, near Saipo Island, Maharaj? off Mary Bird Island, which is part of Antarctica, which was discovered by Operation High Jump in 1946. Oh, 47. tying it all in. Now, back to the Antarctica episode. Go watch it. There's a UFO base. You there. can't watch or, it, but you I can mean, listen to it. We should get up on YouTube though, so you can 
it's easier accessibility. If, you know what? You know? We need to get some cameras in here. Not even cameras. You know what I mean? We could just put a still image or an image that spins. You I know? guess we could throw it up on YouTube if we want. But we could. I got some GoPros. Get some shitty images. So between these three land masses. There's a triangle, and in the middle of the triangle, you draw a fucking circle, Kyle. Is okay? That, is that okay with you? Is that what triangulation is, Chris? Fuck you, man. Oh. So, this circle has Point Nemo at its center, which is an area of the ocean that's 8,650,778 square miles in size. So, it's slightly bigger than the former Soviet Union. That's pretty big, Okay. Which is the largest country in modern history. Yeah. So it's a pretty large area. Sure is. uninhabitable. And people don't normally travel through that route because guess what? They're pretty far away from the nearest landmass. Yep. They're like, well, we ran out of fuel. Get this. If you go through that area, you're closer to the nearest spaceship in orbit than you are to land. That's mind-blowing. That's scary. That's... L- legitimately mind-blowing if you hit point nemo you're closer to a spaceship it it's not too tough to think when it when you actually think about it and and know actually how close the iss is the international space station it's it's very close it's only i think it's like fucking fifty thousand or seventy thousand feet above land Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so it's not that that far away but it's in fucking space exactly so that compared it's vertically you're closer than There's you are this whole horizontally gravity from thing everything that makes it a little tougher yeah to go up yeah well you know actually they're they're in earth's orbit so they're they're constantly under earth's gravity so they're just constantly falling at a rate of like 17,000 miles an hour so they're but they're going so fast horizontally exactly around that they never go down which is i mean that's crazy and it's in and mm-hmm. of itself somebody figure that out you know sounds what? like a bad ex-girlfriend to me i don't get that one but that's okay. never go down <laughs> maybe that's why she's an ex hey <laughs> so speaking of uh russia russia mother russia the former soviet union um the russian space program has had its eye on this part of the South Pacific for some time. Maybe it, that's where the alien bases are. Well, even before its official designation as Point Nemo, it was obvious that this remote part of the world was an ideal place to dispose of space junk. Yeah, because you just like fucking dump the shit out. So hundreds of decommissioned space vessels, many... Uh, Soviet Russian, but also European and like Japanese. No, 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 European. No, European. <laughs> Maybe later. Uh, they these decommissioned vessels have been steered into their own fucking watery grave in this remote part of the world, which has also been nicknamed the spacecraft cemetery. I wonder, like, what it would be if we went. If we just chartered something, say we found a more efficient means of uh, propulsion to fuel our our naval carriers and things like that, get out there and then you just drop a, a high pressure submarine down there just to see how many, how much space junk's down in that lot. bullshit. Yeah, that'd be awesome. These these um, we'll call them controlled descents. They're a f- they're 
directed there for a reason. So upon re-entry, the craft come into violent contact with the atmosphere, which causes them to break apart and burn up, right? So it spreads this fucking fiery debris over an fiery, unpredictably large area. So even though this area is far from land and from it's regular not shipping lanes, we we know exactly how the large how large the area is. So it's not unpredictably large. No, no. The when the debris breaks up. Oh, okay. That's okay. You gotcha. don't know what the fuck's gonna happen when it re-enters yeah, the atmosphere and burns up and breaks apart. I misunderstood the first time. That was my so fault. So that's why you aim it towards that area. But even so, uh, even because it's far from land and regular shipping lanes, you still have to um, notify. Uh, like traffic authorities in Chile yeah. and New Zealand uh, before you send down another craft so that pilots and sailors can be warned and avoid the area. Even though they're not going in that yeah. area, yeah. they or, still have to kind of call call their shot. Or you birth one Elon Musk and figure out how to reuse rockets. Boom, goes the dynamite. Yep. Going green. That's it. It's crazy how he's able to. They go up and then he brings it back down and they land on their own. It's fucking. You know what's nuts. crazy to me is even if you like, so you drive a truck. I sure do. I drive a fucking SUV. Sure do. Gas guzzlers, both of them, right? Sure are. You go out and buy a Tesla today. You actually made your fucking carbon footprint worse because of everything it takes to uh, produce that car, that product. But and the emissions from using the electricity, your electricity is coming from power plants. It depends on what kind of power those power plants use. You, you may. You're have, not really doing that much unless your car takes an absolute shit on you. Go ahead and buy a Tesla. You, you, you might be worsening your carbon footprint at first, but if everybody's to tra- go over to electric vehicles, yes, it's going to have a spike because of that, but. I'm sure they'll be able to find a more efficient way of creating electricity. I mean, they're out there. They're just not as efficient. So if you have wind power, solar power, things like that, say everybody. Yes, birds do fly into windmills at times. It's not as sad as Donald Trump says it is. That just fucking shit happens. But like they don't cause cancer. You know, I can tell you that much. They literally work on wind. (laughs) Like the wind turns them around and it creates you know? power. Yeah, imagine you know? that. But those things move very slowly. If a bird runs into one of those props, they fucking deserved it. If you couldn't see that thing, it's like, oh, okay, it's coming. All right, let me just go around. Okay, they kind of deserved it. Those birds uh, had a katufu. Ca- Many drinks. They had. They had a katufu. Anyway, well, so how does how does how does Cthulhu tie, tie into point? Ne- Why'd you stop talking with me? We had a good little point um, thing going Nemo. on. There you go. Why'd you stop so, talking with me? We had a good thing. <laughs> Decades before Point Nemo was named, and before the fucking satellites started raining down on that bitch, right? Dude, that sounds like a metal song. Satellites, satellites raining down. down. That's a good metal yeah. song, actually. Yeah. Actually, there was a, 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 a band called P.O.D. that had a song called Satellite. Are we bringing out P.O.D. references let's, right now? Let's not. Are I'm sorry. <laughs> so you, you should see the disapproved look on my face. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. Fuck. It's like bringing a puddle of mud. All right. So Lovecraft creates his character in 1928, right? So in 1992, they discover that this is like the most desolate fucking place on earth. Like mm-hmm. uninhabitable. Uninhabitable. Sure. So Lovecraft used these same lonely <laughs> <Sure>. waters <laughs> to for the setting of Relier. Something French. Relier? Something French. R apostrophe L Y E H. Pronounce it how you want to. Relay. Which is a nightmare corpse city built. Oh, that sounds awesome. In measureless eons beyond history by the vast loathsome shapes that seep down from the dark stars. Dark stars. Well, you could reference that to space junk. Yeah. Right? You could. Just as you can reference a lot of things in a lot of religious texts as spacecrafts or whatever, you know? Yeah. It is. Sure. It's what it is. So in, so in the call, hang on, hang on. Our dark load Cthulhu. Yes. And in, in the call of Cthulhu in 1928, that sunken city is described as a coastline of mingled mud, ooze, and weedy cyclopean masonry, which can be nothing less than the tangible substance of Earth's supreme terror, loathsomely redolent. Of spheres and dimensions apart from ours. These books are at like a thirteenth grade reading level, you know. So if I'm you... pretty sure the magazine was called Weird Tales. Oh, this is out of a mag. Yeah, it's a short story posted in a magazine called Weird Tales. Yeah. But like, it's it's like Shakespearean. Like, oh yeah, and it's pretty decent almost literature. Like actually. the way it's the way it's weaved. It's well written. Um, what the fuck is Cyclopean? Like. I understand what a cyclops is. Like, you know how is. when you try to get something real even and you close one eye so you can fucking... It's that pinpoint accuracy that closing one eye gives you. It's cyclopean, you know, that one eye. I don't think that's it. Dude, that, I'm pretty sure. I, mean, I convinced myself on that one. I mean, so. that, that, that's a better guess than what I have. Yeah, but I don't know what you're talking about. I, don't, I, don't, I got a feeling that's not it. All right. Anyways. So the sunken city is the prison of uh, your savior, your lord, Lord the dark lord, monster, Mm -hmm. giant Cthulhu. I'm doing an upside down cross like, you know, those things the Catholics do, the fucking head. I don't know. You kind of got to do like a little feeler thing because he's, you know, part octopus, part human, part dragon. No, I do it upside down. So you do it like all the way to the belly button to in between your chest and then. By the way, if you're a true uh, Cthulhuan. Yes, Cthulhuan. Cthulhuan. I think that's that's what they described it. That's actual like, that's a subscriber to the cult of Cthulhu. Then you need to get to the sunken city because there lay Great Cthulhu, See? all of his hordes hidden in green slimy vaults. I don't want to be stranded. Well, his followers pray for his regeneration, so maybe he'll regenerate, mm-hmm. and you can ride on him like Cartman and Coon friends. That would be awesome. Good to him, Cthulhu. Fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Copyright. Remark- <laughs> so, remarkably, Lovecraft placed his lost city at very specific coordinates, Pacific. and I'm not really sure... 
how to pronounce coordinates. It's very Pacific coordinates. 47 degrees, yeah, that's 9 right. south. That's how you do it. 126 degrees, 43 west. Which is just 205 miles away from Point Nero, Nemo. Nero? That's Sorry, a, that's that came, that well, was Italian. I'm sure, I'm sure I don't that, know. that's, yeah, that's Little Nero's Pizza. But it's like just off center of Point Nemo. Okay. Which he did in 1928. That's crazy. And in 1992, they figured out that we, Point Nemo we're talking, was like this we're, desolate area. We're talking Lovecraft did this? Yes. He just guessed. Specific coordinates. Pacific coordinates. Just he, off center. He just put Pacific coordinates in the Pacific Ocean, just like yes. super accurate out of a book from the 1920s without having any cartography uh, experience. I mean, there was previous. cartography available. It was 1928, he, okay? It wasn't the fucking Middle Ages. Yeah, but he wasn't a cartographer. They knew the earth was round. And yeah, shit. at that time. You so. know? I'm sure there were still some deniers out there like there are today. Uh, you know what? I bet you there were less flat earth flat earthers back then than there are today. Because, I bet you there were, yeah. Because there's a bunch of dummies that oh, are... Oh, Galileo's a fucking genius. Yeah, there's, there's a no bunch of dummies wrong. that just hop on board because it's the cool thing right now. And we have you know fucking I mean? spaceships. They go yep. in space and take pictures of Earth from space. And it's round. Yeah. Look up the Himawara 9. It's a live website with a live feed of the Earth. From a satellite. This is the big government, bro. It's trying to bring me down. It's like these fake satellites and they're taking fake pictures, bro. I would believe Flat Earth before I believed Hollow Earth. Just Yeah, saying. I just can't get... I No. I can't get on board with that. No. It doesn't like, make any sense. No would, planet works that way. Yeah. The moon's hollow, though. We discussed Call that. Call back to episode one? Episode one. We're on like the episode... Hollow Satellite Spaceship bro, Moon, dog? We're, we're episode like 53 right now. Or as I right believe now. I titled it, The Fucking Moon, Bro? <laughs> the fucking Moon, Bro. We <laughs> I'm ap- so glad I landed on that title. We apologize for that episode. It wasn't our best work, but hey, that was our first episode. It got us... It got the ball rolling. We were learning. Because Anunnaki was unfucking usable uh, I think that was just a test episode, and it went horribly. It was an hour and 45 minutes of what the fuck. <laughs> it sure was. So anyway, Point Nemo is so remote but, that wait, it's wait, doubtful wait, wait. anyone think, has consciously visited it yet. I think we skipped over the fact that this writer just super accurately puts the coordinates of the Point Nemo. Of the Nemo most desolate place on Earth? In his book, just... I don't know if it was by chance. I'm sure he did his research on it, but well, like if you recall the Lemurian connection, you made a Lemurian connection this episode that went right over my head. Apparently, some people uh, can write things, and it can be really written through a subconscious or oh, like a the, previous life. Yeah, like what's his name? I forgot the sorts. guy. I forgot the kid's name. I forgot his name too. But if you listen back to the episode, Mount Shasta of Mount Lemurians. Shasta Lemurian connection. Mm-hmm. You'll know what we're talking about. But that, that's crazy. Like, I mean, I'm sure you can look at a globe or a map at the time, and you had pretty accurate uh, representation of what the... What accurate. The, accurate representation of what the Earth is and what the specific looked like. Um, and I'm sure he could just kind of pick a point and it's like, hey, that looks really far away from fucking everything, and just got the coordinates for it. I'm sure he could do that, but... For him to be so close to... I mean, yeah. obviously, is. 200 something miles off which yeah uh, but but it's on. in the general neighborhood i mean shit's like fucking eight million miles that's what i'm saying squared in, so in 
in the general scheme of things, 200 miles off is not that much. It's like a millimeter on the map. Two, I can make, <laughs> I can make a 200 mile ride on my motorcycle in a couple of hours, and I'd be just fine. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's nothing. That's, That's crazy. True. Are you familiar with the bloop? Yes. Of 1997. I am, but tell the people. Okay, sheeple. So you've been fed this thing where, where uh, you know you don't think this is uh, evidence, but let me uh, fill you in on yeah. a little story. In 1997, oceanographers picked up you an said, ultra low you said frequency. Seventy nine, the first time you got dyslexic. Excuse me. In yep. 1997, yep. it was a very weird. Noise. I was playing t ball at the time. 97. I was on the Yankees, if you must know. Oceanographers. <laughs> I don't think they need to know, Chris. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> I just felt this pressure. Oceanographers picked up an ultra-low frequency sound um, coming from the depths below Point Nemo, which was uh, named the bloop, which isn't was, really what it sounded like. It was kind of like a fucking War of the World sound. Like It was... It. You want to you wanna do it for us? No. It was like that. That was pretty good. Yeah. So no. that sound, it, the sound is actually too powerful to be produced even by blue whales, which, mm-hmm. as you know, are the largest known marine What's, creatures. Uh, what the fuck? There's an ocean, oceanic research team. It's, it's like a. It, there's something. There's a SEAL sh- Team Six. That's not it. Oh. There's a acronym. There's an acronym for them. I forgot what they're called, but they're, Noah. Noah was the one that found this. Uh, it's really Noah? Yes, yes. Noah. Look at it. It's N-O... Like spent three days in a fish, fucking built an... Oh, wait. Noah didn't spend three days in a fish. Excuse me. Did he? I'm, I'm getting pretty, my Bible stories mixed pretty up. pretty sure that was Pinocchio. It was Jonah. <laughs> Jonah spent days in a whale. And, oh, Fuck like, you, man. Like Pinocchio. <laughs> Noah built the ark. <laughs> No, but yeah, it is Noah. It's National Oceanic Research. It's something like that. It, it's an Noah. Act, it's an National act. Oceanic Research. They took the R out. It's like N O A A. I'm serious. Look it up. No National Oceanic Analysis. Yeah, something like that. Harem. No, it doesn't have an H. Oh. It's like A A. It's something something. Oh, it's a yeah. fake no. Okay, yeah. I um, know what you mean. But. Anyways, they they dug into this and it was a really weird sound. They're like they had no clue. Oh, what... let me guess. They had the sheeple's scientific uh, no. uh, suggestion. Well, they had no. They had no clue what it was. But they thought once they broke it down and they started actually looking at the wavelengths and turning the frequencies to like turning the frequencies different ways to see if they can decipher anything from it. It started to sound almost like a language, kind of like uh, how dolphins have language. They speak to each other and right, different right. things. They they started to think it was something that they had never heard before, but it sounded like there was distinct markers for a some type of language. The bloop. That's what that's what uh, some researchers said. Uh, a, a lot of people just think it's an anomaly. But there was a lot. Of, there was a lot of research. Not a lot of research. There was a couple of researchers that said that this has the the markings of being some type of language that we haven't seen. Not not from blue whales, but that from makes something, a lot more sense. But than from what something the, else, uh, what the lamestream media put out, which was yeah. uh, icebergs 
rubbing up against each other. What the fuck? Shifting, basically. Oh, or tectonic plates going. But what has not been excluded? Have you ever like moved your elbow and your your tendon like moves Urgh. against something and you you hear? No, I don't. I don't have that. You probably need Tommy John because then you sound like Rookie of the Year no. when he goes to throw. You know, it's like yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> but it, no, it's you like, know the sound yeah. that they made in Rookie of the Year when I, he throws the ball. I've had it on different like joints. Like if my joints tight, like I feel like a tendon like stretching, and you can hear it through your body, kind of like how you hear like your knuckles cracking. Dude, you're fucking Henry Rolling Gardner. That's it, anyway. Rosenbagger. <laughs> So, it hasn't been excluded that the bloop emanates from a giant, unknown, underwater animal, as Kyle said. Uh, Perhaps Cthulhu is finally stirring because of those uh, uh, prayers that his followers are sending. Or could he have been awakened by the steady stream of spirits? Base shit raining down on his monstrous like, fucking head. Hey, fucks. Trying to sleep trying here. Trying to sleep here. Fuck. Have you ever... Some of us are trying to hibernate. <laughs> so quit hitting me in my tentacles, asshat. God damn it. But uh, I like it because it goes with the episode right now. It's probably Cthulhu talking to everybody. Uh, but there's, there's a lot of people. Not a lot. I keep saying a lot of people. I don't know if it's a lot of people. I heard somebody say that they thought it was, it could have been mermaids, like actual real mermaids. Like, like siren song. No, not like that. Like, like in our branch of evolution, there was another branch that became human like, but became amphibious and became water dwelling humans. Pretty much. Here's the thing. Is it like, so with mermaids, so the half fish, half female, but are there, there's male well, mermaids. No, it's, we're talking like if, are there, are, I'm just saying. Yes, in there would mermaid be mermaid mythology. Mermaids. There's they're usually just women. Well, that's but what, for them to to exist over time. There has to have been a male, unless they're like some kind of mystical uh, creature. But that's it's it, that that story of mermaids is more like. Uh, like the pirates' tales, mermaids, the sirens type of right. thing. Right. The mermaids that these people are talking about are like literal. Like we were here at a certain point in time. Like we had evolved from uh, uh, our monkey, our ape ancestors, and one branch of beings, uh, one branch of the Homo, whatever they were at the time, Homo erectus. Some Homo erectus just jizzed on a bunch of fish eggs. And <laughs> blam That's not how evolution works, Chris. Oh, my bad. <laughs> they started going more towards, <laughs> more towards the water. There's actually a village in the South Pacific that there's people that have the, pretty much their whole eyes are pupils and they've adapt they've adapted to being underwater for fucking minutes at a time to where they go under the water and they hunt for fish and things like that but they just stay under there with no tanks chilling and their eyes are have evolved for them to see underwater more clearly so kind of like that to where there's fucking insane there's dude. a there's a branch of of uh, homo erectus homo sapien whatever the fuck they were an early form of human uh had moved to maybe an island or some type of uh, area where it was just mainly water, and they learned 
over time they adapt and became sea dwelling and turned into mermaids as a creature so it just branched off in our evolution well when you're surrounded by more water than land exactly so that's the theory behind the not like pirate mermaids but like mermaids that are that people say are more feasible than the fictional mermaid merm people mer peoples um but there was people that said that the blip was actually some type of mermaid communication because it's a different wave signature than dolphins and there's got to be a more pc like way to say it though because mermaid just mer is just speaking to one gender of an entire population it's got to be like merm like merm x what's yeah what's their pronoun you know we're in the PC culture. What's the, what's the the mer people's pro uh, pronoun? And by the way, what's with this ma- mermaid merman? It should be wor- merwoman. Yeah, mer-man. exactly. Why why do you why is it assume maid? she's gonna clean up after you? Yeah, or like just because she's surrounded by water. Why is she a bar maiden or something like that? You know, like, right? That's fucked up. Maybe it was just off. She's not just there to entertain you. I know. She's Mostly just... there to kill you, according to yeah. stories. You know what? She's hot as hell, though. He's just like, oh, hey, you're going to uh, reel me into these yeah, rocks Yeah, but it's over all here? fake because how are you going to bang her? Where's the vagina at? You ever heard of a blowjob, Chris? Where's the, I'm just saying. Where, do you ever got a blowjob from the fucking largemouth bass? I don't think you want to ask that question. I don't think I want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> Let's you, leave it at that. Have you heard of a little sport called noodling, Chris? <laughs> 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 Ugh. Man, where did where did this happen? Why did this happen? Where did the rails uh, go? The bloop. I need to find the, the rails. Bloop. The bloop. Oh yeah, the bloop. I mean, that had to be Cthulhu from Point. Yeah. Ne- it was from Point Nemo is where it came, and they're trying to pawn it off on Antarctica. Like, oh, it's just ice shelves breaking, and then the runoff of that. But no, that that's too too what? complicated. To explain that sound, water's incompressible. So, if what the fuck does that mean? You can't compress water. What's an ice cube? It's not compressed water. It's frozen water. Don't be an idiot, bro. Come on, don't be an idiot. If you leave an ice cube out on the counter, fucking look it up right now. Ask if water can be compressed. It's incompressible. Hey Siri. Can water be compressed? Okay, I found this on the web. Can water be compressed? Read that shit. So, anyways. The answer is yes, you can compress water almost any material. However, I can't read the whole thing. Whatever. Water's incompressible. Nah, I got you red-handed, bitch. No, that's not true. Um, Look it up for yourselves. Um, So... It's not too far off to believe that an iceberg, like, that's going to make a really big sound. And that can travel through water. Water is probably a great medium for sound waves because the waves well, are yeah, literally going to Have you ever move. been on a lake and you can hear the people from the other side? It, the, the noise carries no. much better over water. I'm talking about in the water as well because this or in the water. Yeah, the sound signature came from in the water. You can hear people yell, but it's a lot. It's muffled, but something of that magnitude would make a a very loud noise, which is if that was an organic being and not 
uh, iceberg, that makes it all the more impressive that this was the biggest. Well, when you're hundreds of meters tall, you probably make a big fucking sound. I would assume so. When you and you'd probably have a big influence on the temperature of the water that you're in. Is it really or warm during shit uh, like that? Is it really warm in Point Nemo? Uh, during certain parts of the year. Well, let's see. In 2016, thousands of dead squid washed up on the shore of Santa Maria Island the Lina, in Chile. The Pinta, the Santa Maria. Right. Yeah. Every time I come, I produce a quart. <laughs> the, so, thousands of squid washed up on the shore of the Santa Maria Island in Chile. This happened before... But never to this extent. So due to rising sea temperatures and pollution, sea life takes a hit. But this time, over 10,000 dead jumbo flying squid washed flying up. Flying shrimp? Squid. Wait, wait, wait. You just say jumbo flying squid? Squid. Yes. Flying? Flying. They got I wings? did not look further into it, but now that I'm reading it, these things sound like they mean fucking business. Bro. Because, I mean, the giant squid or the colossal squid was was like a holy grail of oceanography. Yeah. At the And we finally got a video of one, and we know they exist. But these jumbo is, flying motherfuckers. Flying? 10,000 of them washed up on the shore in a week. Calamari time, fellas. Get your batter out. Yeah. But they're jumbo. Whatever. They're big. Cut them up and fry them. No, they're like big. Cut them up and fry them. I guess that. I mean, it's fucking ten thousand in a week. That's fucking biblical. Think of the smell. I because I don't think Chile is the type of country that would respond really fast to that kind of thing. Well, you know what? They Those pro- squid are probably chilling for like a week or two, bro. They probably have really bad brothels down there, so they don't think that the smell's too far tell. off. You know what I mean? They're just like, hey, well. Must be the ladies. Comes with the territory, no pun intended. <laughs> so the blip was Cthulhu? My Lord yeah, and I Savior? think so. Uh, I think it's, I mean, it's possible that Lovecraft's story contains some truth. I mean, in the, in the mythos, it says that the sunken city is at those specific coordinates, which isn't very far outside, right? It's odd that he gives us exact coordinates. Uh, I realize that Many authors give like unnecessary details to make things seem more realistic, but mm-hmm. I don't think that location was totally made up. You know what I mean? Well, it's yeah, it's probably ripped out of something. Like I said, he probably looked at a globe or a map and was like, this is really far away from everything. You know what I mean? But, you know, it's really tough to look at at globes and maps. You have to take them with a grain of salt because like the sizing isn't accurate, accurate. In most in circumstances, you got it right, yeah. uh, because like Africa and most globes and maps, it's depicted way too small. Like Africa is fucking huge. Like the U.S. Huge. huge the U.S. China, um, uh, and even other Mexico can fit inside of Africa. What about Russia? No collusion. Russia cannot fit. It's very big. Um, but yeah, it's huge. It could fit all uh, a lot of countries inside of it. But so the way they depict Africa is phony. It's a hoax. It's false. It's fake news. So um, 
Yeah, but you kind of have to take that with grain of salt. So he had to have some sort of knowledge of cartography or how the maps are laid out in order to give that accurate accurate of a description. Also, the bloop was recorded at 50 degrees south and 100 degrees west. And the sunken city is supposed to be 47 degrees 9 south and 126 degrees 43 west. So it's pretty, I mean, that's pretty close in fucking proximity. Yeah. Two, like you said, 200 miles is not. And I mean, they called it an organic, it, the sound was organic in nature, but it was, it's similar to a marine, a marine animal, but too loud to be coming from any known animal. So they, they said it. Okay. So they said that it was. Organic, organic, but then nature. they tried to pawn it off and say it was iceberg shifting. Yeah. So they backpedaled. They were like, wait, this Going doesn't make in. any sense. It's either that or they really found some shit and they're like, y- you guys can't know about this type of thing. True. You know what I mean? And I mean, even the location of uh, Point Nemo is pr- pretty close to Antarctica. Which is yeah. another place shrouded in fucking mystery and supposedly is it a UFO home base? to ruins of ancient civilization or and or aliens. It's an alien right? base. We've already established this. Project and and many people theorize that Antarctica could even be home to Atlantis. I don't know about that one. I said many people. Some yeah. people. I think it's I'll m- backpedal a little bit. Some people. I think it was more off of the... Uh, Not us. The- Not me and you. The coast of Greece, correct? That's kind of what it's described by Plato, not Plato, by uh, a lot of people that have written about. Uh, what do they know? That have written about uh, Atlantis. But, anyways, the the thing that's hard to believe about that is the ocean is so vast that we we know we know more about outer space than we do about we know about the own bottom of our ocean. Exactly. Uh, it it takes up the majority of our planet. I think it's like seventy five percent of the planet is covered in water. Or no, it's it's less than that, but it's still a whole lot. It's more. It's about to be more. Well, if we don't <laughs> do something, you know, uh, if we don't listen to what was her name, Greta. If we don't listen to Greta or whatever her name was. Mm-hmm. It's the the little chick that went into the UN and started yelling at people. How I think dare it's, you? Um, all this snow. We gotta do something. That's from a movie. It's very, very niche. And I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep drinking. <laughs> um anyways, the majority of the planet is covered in water. And like I said, we know more about the surface. I think it's the surface of Mars than we do the bottom of our own ocean. Correct. Um which is ridiculous. Uh, we've only sent robots to. Is it though? Because yes. I feel like we've only sent robots to Mars. How do we've we... already got spaceships that can withstand outer space. We don't have the technology to fucking go way but the fuck do. down there They're, under no, all that pressure. We do. There was that fucking crazy son of a bitch that built his own 
uh, built his own uh, craft. Dude, would you go 20,000 leagues under the sure sea with some shit that you just built in your fucking sure backyard? Sure wouldn't, but that crazy fuck did it, and he went way down there, and the first time he did it, he thought that he had a failure. It fucking it started leaking, so he went up real quick, almost got the bends, and then he built something stronger and went back down and was able to go all the way to the bottom. Um, I'm not sure where it was. It wasn't like the Marianas Trench, which is the deepest part of the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, it was somewhere else that was really fucking deep, and he's been he was deeper than anybody else. And it's still in the grand scheme of things, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things, wasn't wasn't as deep as we've been high. Which it, it's yeah like, okay yeah which is also like I mean that could be like right. a porno, but um either way like the top of Everest is is higher than we've been down into the ocean even though the ocean is deeper than the, uh, the highest point the, on the, land the, the top of Everest correct the so it, it's crazy there there's species not species but there's animals that are fish that are in the ocean that we've never seen before that we don't know exist because most of the animals in the ocean are fish yeah uh, most of them yes Besides actually about dolphins. a few a few of the animals in the ocean are fish most of them are microbial life forms yes yeah if we're really maybe not considered animals if we're really looking at things the mo- most of the living beings in the water micro okay we're getting away from cthulhu are we because it i was getting at it's so vast and we don't know enough about it that there could be plenty of things hiding in the ocean like what if yeah there could be a lot of things that are hiding in the ocean that you ever th- seen river monsters bro i have and there's some motherfuckers dude. in there dude i love that show he just pulls out these fish that are like what? hundreds of pounds that's a thing yeah holy shit like uh shocking he he pulled out. I know about Goliath Grouper, but I've never seen one. And he pulled one of these fuckers out. Jesus Christ! It was the size of a VW Bug, pretty much. I was like, "Holy shit!" Anyways, Cthulhu, Mariana, not so, Mariana's trench. Point I just Nemo. have some closing questions. Right? Could all of this be biblical? Could the the great old ones be like the fallen angels from the Book of Genesis? My Lord and Savior. Like the the book of Revelation also mentions a beast coming up out of the sea. No, that's just the USO. That's what that is? <laughs> yeah, is that what that is? Unidentified submerged submerged so, object. Could Cthulhu really be some alien god? Some scientists now believe that the octopus, the creature Cthulhu is said to represent, could actually be an alien sent here from another world. I didn't say a lot. I said some scientists. Now believe, you know they call themselves scientists, but for, I don't know if they went to school. For those of you thinking what my face looks like, you know that meme where it's zoomed in on the guy's, uh, the guy's face, the white dude, and he's just like, oh, oh, really? That's it. That that's my face. So, okay, was Lovecraft making all this stuff up? Oh uh, yeah, he's a fucking fictional writer. Or was something working through him to write these oh we're going back to the lemurian connection because some people claim he was involved in the occult and channeling extraterrestrial beings well a lot of his writings were kind of like this occult yeah pretty out there right so did did he open his third eye and see into another world 
Uh, in his short story uh, from Beyond, a scientist creates a device that simulates a person's a pers- pineal gland, a, a person, a That's- person's pineal gland, allowing them to become cognizant of translucent alien in- environment that overlaps our own. Another plane of existence, home you, to horrifying creatures beyond description. Did you say it? Oh, they're horrifying. Because I was on board. I was like, I need to find this guy. I need to open my pineal gland. I I'll want, open uh, your pineal gland. Come here, big boy. <laughs> to buy me a drink first. I well, Buffalo Trace. It tastes, tastes great. Yep. We got any more of that over there, by the way? Uh, Nope, fresh out. Fuck. Next week, we'll have something else that... Tastes like whiskey, well, well, bourbon, well, scotch, or whatever. What have you? We'll we'll figure it out. All right. Um. No, I think H.P. Uh, Lovecraft is a fictional writer, and he came up with a good story. And you know, it's a good story because a lot of people believe it and actually use it as religion. That's usually what good stories do. I well, eat the Bible. Listen, Kyle. Okay. Science fiction writers, they receive unconscious communication from the spirit world because their minds are so open. Even even if they don't know what they're doing, it's through the subconscious. So Stephen King. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. Tommy Knockers was subconscious. That's just right. planted in there. He didn't even. He was like in a trance when he wrote it. Yeah. What about uh, Christine? What about Pet Cemetery or Carrie? Pet yeah. that shit's real. The Dark Tower. Pet Cemetery's real. Have you seen the original one? Yeah. The original one was great because Herman Munster's in it. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it funny. Yeah. Anyways, my Lord and Savior Cthulhu is nothing but a fictional character. Or maybe H.P. <laughs> Lovecraft was unknowingly sprouting hidden truths of our forgotten past. Or maybe these truths were more metaphorical. Perhaps Cthulhu is an archetype. The ocean always represents uh, the unconscious and fish always represent latent content. Well, the bigger the fish, the bigger the secret. So I guess humanity has some pretty big uh, skeletons in the closet there. But it's shaped like a human. But with the octopus face. It's a big skeleton. Sure is. Big skeleton. You know what? Like, it's it's crazy. The 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 whole Point Nemo thing is is pretty mind-blowing. That he, he just put a coordinates in his book that are 200 miles off. And he damn near hit the fucking nail on the head. Which is also the point of the blip, which is this weird guttural organic sound that nobody's been able to identify with that some people say looks like it's some type of language because it seems like there's... Organic in nature. It seems like there's a a cadence to the way that it sounds. Like when you look at the different frequencies, it looks like there's different stops and things like that. So it sounds like... Something's talking, but it's mm-hmm. gigantic. So I don't fucking I I it's fake. <laughs> I don't think the blip's fake. I think you said your Lord and Savior. Listen, and now you're talking about oh yeah, he's not real. Yeah, but he's come not. on, man, believe in something. 
<laughs> I believe in me, Chris. It's a good thing to believe in. Exactly. But, you know, I, I like to have fun with these hey, things. Cthulhu's fun. I like to have fun with these things. I don't I don't take myself seriously 90% of the time. So I'll make a fool out of myself and call Cthulhu my lord and savior. If it's going to get some laughs, if it's going to get people liking the episode, you know, it's what it is. Fuck off. Fucking sell out. Yeah, I'm a sot. That's it. <laughs> Cthulhu's real, and he's in Point Nemo. Go find him. Buffalo Chase. Tastes great. great.